what is coffee slash caffeine? Caffea arabica is a species of shrubby plant from the old world with shiny leaves and red berries which make up more than half of all coffee plants grown worldwide. The robusta variety makes up for most of the remaining crops. Aside from being a fairly popular indoor houseplant, this species is widely cultivated for their cherry stone-like seeds, which are roasted in various ways to produce the dark, brown, gritty product we know and love. The caffeine from coffee beans, which are not technically beans, originated in Ethiopia. In the ancient world, people spoke of its ability to keep workers going longer. The concept of a coffee break is far, far older than you may think. The city of Mocha, Yemen, was the main port of trade for coffee beans for hundreds of years and lends its name to one preparation style. Egypt was one of the first countries where the drink took off in popularity. Turkish coffee is world famous with enough culture and technique to be compared to a Japanese tea ceremony. Of course, Asia, too, has its own coffee tradition. If that surprises or interests you, be sure to find a local Southeast Asian restaurant and try Vietnamese coffee, hot or iced. They use sweetened condensed milk paired with an interesting choice of French roast and chicory root. At one time, France controlled Vietnam, which probably explains the history here. However, it's 2021 already, and the world is better for having Vietnamese coffee, however it came to be. Many plants and animals have been discovered to have interesting molecules with interesting applications, and often those molecules adopt names related to their origin. For example, fire ants bite with a venom called formic acid, formica being ant in Latin. More interestingly, there is a plant, Urtica dioica, stinging nettle, which uses the same molecule in its needles. In the case of coffee, Caffeine gets all the credit with lower concentrations found in darker roasts. There are other molecules that contribute to the qualities of coffee, although brewing technique can affect the concentrations of particular components. Cafistol is found mostly in French press and Turkish slash Greek style brews. As it turns out, a paper filter tends to retain most of the cafistol, which seems to affect our cholesterol. Caffeic acid is actually unrelated to caffeine and is found in all kinds of plants, as it is used in producing lignin, the strong woody material of twigs, etc. Furin 2 is a molecule with a scary name, but a more pleasant smell. It is what gives coffee its aroma, as well as a bitter bite. One last compound of note, caveol. Although it's structurally similar to cafestol, rather than influencing our cholesterol levels. It seems to help bones and is an anti-inflammatory. This brings us back to caffeine, the most widely consumed psychoactive substance in the world. It is found in several unrelated plants in addition to coffee. Yerba mate, guarana, chocolate, theobroma cacao, cola nuts in the cola family, and of course, Camellia sinensis. The tea plant. Tea actually contains more caffeine than coffee does, but the amounts used differ considerably, meaning a serving of coffee generally contains more caffeine since tea can be made with just a teaspoon of dry leaves. 
Each of us has a unique chemical physiology, which in turn means caffeine affects us differently. This is not surprising as everyone knows that some people like coffee and others don't. Some even can enjoy coffee but are unable to drink it, which necessitated the availability of decaffeinated coffee everywhere. Extracted caffeine is reclaimed and sold in products like no-dose tablets. The dual nature of caffeine to both heal and harm places it on both good and bad lists. Depending on how much you ingest, how often, and what your unique biochemistry is at the time will determine exactly what you can expect this mischievous molecule to do. It can strongly stimulate the central nervous system, giving enhanced endurance and muscle strength with reduced fatigue. It can bolster the effects of certain drugs like headache medication and pain relievers. Some asthma sufferers have claimed it helps them breathe and even premature babies can benefit from treatments using caffeine citrate. Other potential benefits of caffeine may include protection against Alzheimer's disease and dementia, liver cirrhosis, altitude sickness, and Parkinson's disease. On the other hand, caffeine in excess can wreak havoc on your heart and mind. While it may not stunt a child's growth, it can cause a bad situation if they have a heart condition or psychological problems. In conclusion, reasonable adults are free to consume coffee, tea, mate, chocolate, and even Coca-Cola in reasonable amounts. This episode is intended to educate and inspire, not to inform on health decisions. That's what your doctor is for.